I'm just gonna be in the basement like screaming into the microphone for three hours <laughs> and I'll realize like I never plugged in the microphone or something. <laughs> All right. All right, ready? Yeah. One more drink. Guys, this is the Doopy Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. We're here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It is March 9th, and uh, we have a fun one to talk about. Yeah, the Union delivered. Um, they took our Will Ferrell-style preview and turned it into a big point out in L.A. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, How tired are you? I'm, I'm very tired, uh, and this is not just because of my new, new kid, it's uh, because of uh, the scheme starting not at 10.30. You turned on the TV at 10.30. I, I came down, turned on the TV, pumped just like everyone else, and then the kickoff countdown. It's like 28 it's like, minutes. Oh, my gosh. Like, okay. Come on. So thanks, MLS. Um, so game starts at 11 here on the East Coast, so you know you're not going to be done till 1 if, if you choose to watch it. Initially, I was like, all right, well, let me at least get the, the first half, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. This game starts, and... Um, I mean, right away we were texting each other like this one felt different. Yeah, it was fast. It was uh, fast, exciting. Yeah, I don't know. There's just it just felt felt there's that energy that you felt that was, this could be a special game. Yeah, it felt that within the first minute the Union were pushing LAFC into their own end and trying to create some chances. So right away you kind of could tell this was this was going to be a good game. A game and, that we were up for it. I felt like in against Dallas, like you were saying, it felt like kind of like a preseason game. Mm-hmm. There's like some sluggishness, and this game. Complete opposite. Yeah. Whatever the opposite of slugs are. Yeah. Goals. <laughs> it's backwards. <laughs> uh, so, first thing I noticed was, like, the press. The press was really strong, particularly up the middle. Um, I think I think Aronson, maybe it was his best game as a Union player, but he just, he was a beast on the press. I felt like the the strikers would be able to kind of push the ball towards the middle and then he was just always there on on their uh, center mid's backs trying to get the ball, and he's so I don't know, pesty and like uh, frantic, and I don't know, just I would hate to be against him if I had the ball, because he's always kind of winning it, and I feel like I feel like he may have gotten a little stronger, like physically, a little more muscle maybe. Um, I know that's something that like he's just growing. Yeah, maybe a little more brave too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there there was just a lot of times where he was able to cause trouble maybe uh get the turnover himself or or just his pressure and kind of physical play on a player would get them to have a loose touch to so someone else could pick it up so uh one thing they mentioned was anthony k one of their center mids had double digit turnovers and they mentioned that stat early like not at the end of the game it was like in the second half so well the game wasn't even over but it just kind of was a good stat to kind of show how effective the press was being yeah throughout the game and that's that's kind of where the goal started coming from. Yeah, yeah. That first goal, Sanchez's goal, it came from Casper uh, forces turnover, and then he gets it up to Aronson, who had some nice nice footwork to keep, like keep the possession going, get it closer to the box, and then pass it around to Martero over to Santos, who just buried it. Yeah. So on the replay, um, when Casper gets it to Aronson, his his touch almost loses him the ball, but his feet were so fast that before the defender could make one move he was able to kind of get two touches on the ball to keep that possession um 
rather than kind of panicking, and it shows some growth in him. So he was able to keep the ball play to Montero. I had no idea that Santos had that shot in him. I, yeah. I, I always thought he was just a bull in a china shop. I'm going forward and I'm going to beat you one-on-one physically. But to pull that ball and he's his left foot. Right, yeah, he's right-footed, right? I thought so. I thought so too. And that was, yeah, it was an impressive shot. It was just like a uh, touch of settle and then bang. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was kind of like no hesitation too. It's yeah. like he just knew, all right, I'm going to put this on my left foot and hit it. Yeah. Like Carlos Vela. Yeah, it was, it was just, it was great. It was so fun. And then after that, we're like feeling good. Union fans are like, oh man, this could be a special night. We're playing good. We got a goal. It, we, we can go to bed early. But uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't exactly happen that way, but it was still a, a entertaining game. The next, maybe next point of uh, hit uh, in, in the kind of chronologically is the El Brujo messed up his face. Dude, his face got cleated. I mean, like legit, like... Yeah, you see guys kind of like hold their face a lot. They get so-called elbowed or kind of kicked, but like it's really just the toe of the boot. But the the guy got a cleat like into his lip. Yeah. And just like, ah, what a what a guy. What yeah. a, I mean, First, it was a great, the tackle was awesome. Oh, yeah, that's a tackle like I feel like no one on the team really would make because it's kind of a ballsy tackle. It mm-hmm. was a risky one, but he timed it so well and it was so well executed that it was definitely not like a vicious, uh, vicious foul or anything. But yeah, it was just, and I was just unlucky to get that cleat to the face. It wasn't like the the I think it was blessing. Not like he was trying to like you know get him or mm-hmm. anything. It was just it just happened. But yeah, I mean that just showed his his kind of grit, his his tenacity, and it, and then he kind of grew into the game too. I think he had a, an excellent excellent debut. I yeah totally agree. Um, it's kind of the defensive midfielder that we've been kind of longing for. That guy who is going to work hard. I mean. Night and day to Harris. Right. Night and day. Yeah. I mean, all over the field, sliding, tackling, getting in there. Um, he picked up a yellow. I don't really remember Harris getting too many fouls, maybe a tactical one here and there, but mm-hmm. this was a foul for kind of a tough tackle, uh, a little late. But um, And then, then he was quick on his feet, too. He didn't really have too many turnovers. Uh, I think he had 85% passing accuracy, so solid in that, that aspect as well. Not that he was making passes that were... Harris type passes, sure. but yeah, but he's not turning the ball over, and I, I know that's something with um, Warren is yeah he's he's good defensively, but his passing is kind of crap, and so if we can get someone who can be a defensive beast all over the field, left, right, forward, and back, I mean he was everywhere, um, and who can keep us the ball? That's 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 money. Yeah, yeah, that was great. So that, yeah, so that was in the thirty second minute, and then the. 38th minute is when Vela goes and has to tie it with his stupid free kick. Yeah, and that came it was kind of a weird weird time so like both of our strikers were on the other side of the field apparently looking for calls and so... Yeah, it was, it was kind of like uh, the build up like there were some questionable non-calls against the mm-hmm. Union like and it wasn't like they were like egregious non-calls they're just like things that could have been called for our way but um, it just kind of wasn't wasn't happening so just Ellie went down the field and it was who that fouled uh, mm-hmm. Vela right outside the box, and that's just in that, in that zone. It's like with Vela on the other team, like that's that's too dangerous to give up a free kick there. You kind of yeah. expect it to be a goal. And it wasn't like that bad of a foul, right? Um, like he held, like he he grabbed the ball. And was like I got the ball, but he like, kind of did go through the back of Rossi. Yeah, just in that in that in that zone right outside the box, you just have to be really really careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had two guys who can take that free kick, and so like the announcers talk about how. 
Blake is kind of stuck until the ball is kicked because it could be a righty, it could be a lefty, and so he doesn't know really which way he can go. Yeah, and so, it's, such, it's so close to him that it's, there's no time to react yeah, whichever way. Yeah, um, and so it's just, it's just the talent that this team has where even on Blake's great night, he's kind of stuck in that instance where he can't really do much. Um, yeah, so then that kind of takes us into half, and I feel like at halftime I was like, okay, um, we're we're tied with the best team in the in the league potentially. We we're playing well. We just they just announced we have three guys going to the Olympic team. Jim Curtin's happy. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm, he mentioned he's happy. One one. I feel like I feel like the second second half I was like, oh, we're just playing with house money. I, I feel good about this team. I feel good about this performance. You know, if we lose, it's understandable. It's LAFC, and you know, we just kind of it's kind of right right out the second half, and you know, I felt 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 pretty good as a Union fan. And but, then. And then, I, I, what do we what do we say about this goal? It's, it's just I mean everyone's seen it, everyone knows it. It's it's just one of the top Union goals in Union history. I mean I think it's my favorite Union goal in Union history. I know Carlos Ruiz comes to mind, and there have been some other free kicks, um, yeah. last minute heroics, uh, maybe a playoff goal. Don't talk about the Red Bull playoff game. I know, but um, the, that goal. It's big too, but I think this might be my favorite. Just free kick, uh, just a banger, and I, yeah, it's just something we've never seen on the union on the union field. Yeah, it just like instantly you're like, oh man, that that's unreal, and that you, you just know it's gonna go viral. You know you're gonna see it a thousand times the next day, which we did, and it just felt so good. And oh my gosh, Jason Glesen's like, who knew? Who knew he had that in him? <laughs> yeah, and apparently, like he did this with his former team in Norway. Yeah, it didn't seem. Yeah, it seemed like something that uh, his former fans knew. Like he had this. Mm-hmm. Like they tweeted out, like, "Oh yeah, he's done this before." Yeah, it's like, crazy. What? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. And there's a he. He had a quote uh, after the after the game with like the on field interview saying like he said about that goal. He was talking to Montero. He was like, "Yeah, if they if they line up with two on the wall, I'm just gonna go for it," and like. No matter how, like, if there's nobody in the wall, I mean, it's just who he still has Who's that. Audition. that? Yeah. yeah, like, like, what central defender is going to go for that? That was just unreal. One of those things that's like, even the announcers are thrown off. Like, is he? He was looking like he's going to line up to take this to, to kick that to on goal. And I was like, oh my god, he, he did it! He did it! <laughs> um, later in the game, there was another free kick from the same area which Montero took. I. I didn't pay attention to see if LAFC put another guy in the wall or not. Uh-huh. Or I didn't even pay attention to see if Glesnes lined up behind it, but uh, Montero took that one. Oh, no. Yeah, Glesnes was not lined up behind that one because Montero played it, and that was the one where Glesnes headed it off the crossbar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he was not lining up for that one. Huh. Um, but one of the things that I think made this game so fun off the field is was the announcing. Because when, when you have soccer being played at this high of a level with... I mean, the Santos goal, phenomenal. The Vela goal, phenomenal. And then this one, the announcers, they they became fans. Mm-hmm. And they weren't they weren't just there to do their job. They became fans of this game. And um, they were just so excited for the soccer that, they're, that they were watching and the story that they were able to share with us of the night. It was just, it was just fun to watch. And yeah, despite being, you know, at that point past midnight, I think it was a Monday, I think it was today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounds seems like forever ago. Um, I mean, we were all we were all wide awake. It wasn't like I was fading. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's I, no way I wasn't gonna finish out that game. Um. Yeah. And, and I, I guess I'll, I know now I'm kind of getting off script here, but it was also fun, kind of 
being on Twitter here and there, just seeing how many people were up and watching this game. Yeah, it, on a Sunday night into Monday morning, yeah, locked into a Union game, and and no, obviously not everyone could do that, and you know some people are overseas, and you got to make your sacrifices. Sure, yeah, uh, but for those of us that that made the commitment to that, that, that we were rewarded. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely. it was just a memorable, memorable night, and and this this goal just uh, encapsulated all that. Yeah. Um, so Philadelphia Union, you guys can close your end of year goal of the year voting because you got that. Yeah. As well as you can also close save of the year because I think Blake may have had his save of the year in this game as well. Oh yeah. Um, is a little later in the game, but Velo is played in and Blake stops him. Ball bounces to the middle. I think it was Blessing plays it. Bounces right to Blessing and. Blake quickly scrambles and uses his face to stop that one. And <laughs> yeah. so it's just a quick double save, and that just seems like one of those saves that's going to be remembered at the end of the year as a save of the year candidate for, for the team when they do those little votes. Yeah. Um, so back to our chronological breakdown. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't celebrate that closing goal too much because then a minute later, Rossi goes back and, and scores a, a decent goal of his own, but it evens up, evens the game, so we're kind of back to being tied yeah and so so you're sitting at 2-2 and all four goals are just fantastic right really fun but it's a shame, a shame that you know our first our first lead was only held for like nine minutes or so mm-hmm. and then our second lead was only held for 69 seconds yeah that's it like it was such a crazy game that it still felt like all right well there's probably more goals in this game we're gonna come back but it just kind of like, ah, man, if only we just, if that was the game winner, you know, if only. Mm, right, but, uh, right. Now, it's tough because, like, we we love having our young team, our young guys, our homegrowns out there. But that Rossi goal coming after the Galazzo, I mean, that's, that's is, uh, that can be, like, kind of a sign of mental weakness with having a young squad that's definitely get caught up in the, in the goal. In the moment, yeah. yeah like, like, holy smokes, what did we all just kind of see? And then all of a sudden, a minute later, LAFC is coming down and they scored to even it up. And yeah. and McKenzie, one of the young guys and one of our best defenders, he didn't really step to the to Rossi to kind of stop the shot. He gave him a little too much space there. Yeah, I mean that's true. I, I it is also just a great great goal, a lot, a lot of skill by Rossi to 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 make that goal. So I I don't know. It's it's tough to say it's one or the other, but I, I think the team needs to be better after. I I mean okay, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think. This is going to be a learning moment for them. I think they'll look back on this and be like, "We've got. We're going to have these moments through the year. We're going to have times where we are in the clouds, excited, and we have to remember we're on the soccer field. And there's another team that wants to come down the field and score a goal, even it up. Um, and then it'll also go the other way, where they're going to have moments where they're going to get these moments against them, where someone's going to score a great goal on them, and they're going to have to remember, all right, we can't get our heads down. We got to pick ourselves up and." go back the other way and that you just can't at this level um have a letdown like that so yeah yeah, that's fair but fortunately we kept or regained our focus and we got another goal and another game leading goal and and it was a it was scored by brandon aronson who we said we talked about he had a he had a great game and i was pretty pumped to see him score yeah yeah i he definitely earned himself a goal in this game. He uh, he, he was the one who initially got the ball. One gripe about this goal is that it came just after an on-field interview with Curtin, and it's just kind of annoying 
because we missed all the build up. We missed the build up. Yeah. I think it was it looked like it was just a goal kick that Blake probably just kicked straight up, but it went from the ball out for a goal kick. LAFC is making a sub, so they pan in on Jim for an interview for a minute, and then next thing you know, you've got Aronson, Sergio, and Casper running at the back line. Aronson takes a shot from from outside the box, a long a long shot, which was deflected, and then the ball's in the box, and then the goal happens. Uh, so it's annoying that you know you miss a little bit, and you don't really need an in-game interview yeah. for Jim to tell you that El Senio is coming in the game. Right. Like, <laughs> ask any Union fan. We know El Senio is coming in the game. Um, but one thing I did like with this play is that Aronson, Casper, and Sergio were all on the fast break, and Bedoya was right behind them in the box. And so from the goal kick to the goal within, I don't, I don't know, 20 seconds, we had four guys in the box on them for that attack. And and if Aronson wasn't able to get that ball off, Bedoya was coming in wide open behind him and could have laid it off to him. So that was something I remember last year kind of not liking is I felt like we all we always were missing a guy in the box or two guys. It was just kind of one or two guys in the box and then we were slow to get up to catch up to them. Yeah, for but, sure. But t- last night was uh, I mean, it was a track meet. It was just back and forth running and it, it was a lot. So yeah. I like seeing that we were connected even though we were going so fast. Yeah, and, and then once again, oh, we two minutes later, you can't enjoy it. Nope. You cannot have nice things. Yeah, I, we, I started tweeting out like, "Oh man, I love this team. This is an amazing game." Oh, <laughs> oh wait, I shouldn't tweet that. No, LAFC scores again, and it was uh, the ugliest goal of the game. Yeah, um, that's not. I mean, that's not saying too much with all the the great goals, but <laughs> it was yeah, Segura goal. Segura, Segura scored. Uh, it was like oh, one of those weird. Another one, a kind of a weird Blake moment where he goes up for uh, trying to grab a ball up in the air. Looks like he was trying to like punch it or slap it out. Yeah, it didn't look like a confident moment for him. Right. There's a. He was complaining that there is a. Um, a guy, guy was interfering. But yeah, but it really wasn't. It's no. kind of just there. Uh, and then yeah, it falls to Segura and he shoots it and like kind of deflects off Blake into the yeah. goal. It was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I feel like Blake could have maybe. Just angled he shot it away. right at Blake, but I mean yeah. Blake was scrambling backwards. Yeah. It, it was it, so quick. Yeah, I, I really yeah. don't want to fault him too much on on the actual shot. Yeah, but it, it's just another like, come on, how does yeah, this like, keep happening? This game is nuts. And then nothing else happened. Yeah, unfortunately, we're <laughs> like, right, well, I mean, may, I mean, maybe the, I mean this game is insane. Maybe there's going to be a, a fourth goal for us. But and I think then after that is when Glesnes hit the crossbar, uh-huh. and yeah. then it bounced off of Padoya's face. Oh so, yeah, like, oh man. <laughs> But back to Blake, let's talk about his game because he, uh, and, and now maybe he'll come up in Union Best, Union Worst, but he had a heck of a game. Right. I was almost, I, I was surprised he stayed in the game with, with. Oh, the, the head injury. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I, not it, one, but two. Right. Like, it looked, he, the first one with the, when Vela's knee kind of hit his mm-hmm. face, that one looked pretty serious. It looks like they could have like, could have easily knocked him out. And, and they, they stopped the game for a while yeah. for him. Yeah, I was nervous. And then to get smacked in the face again, it's just like, oh boy. Yeah, I hope he's okay. And that wasn't like he, he like shouldn't he like he shouldn't have became like came, came off the field. Like I hope right. he didn't like hide that or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But that yeah, was a little scary. Um, but yeah, but he did have a classic Blake shot stopping performance that we've seen from 
previous year. Old, old school Blake. Yeah, that's he, all we want. And like, yeah, you said there's like the goal of the year nominee or save of the year nominee. Like, I, but I thought you were talking about the, the other one, the one at the very end of the game when it was. Oh like, it was, yeah, yeah. I think it was Rossi who yep. was like kind of open goal and looked like it was a sure thing, and Blake oh, just swallowed it up. And it was man, that was yeah, that moment. I was just like, oh crap, this. Yeah. Why did we stay up? Right. <laughs> yeah. Why do we stay up? Why is it one a.m. in the morning, and the union just let a guy behind the behind the back line? And thank goodness Blake was Blake and made the save that we know that he makes. And he, I feel like he, this year that's, that's something that maybe has added to his game that his his quickness off the line mm-hmm. to like cover up the, those kind of situations has been has been really impressive. Even in, even in the Dallas game, I think I saw that a couple of times. I yeah. feel like he's he, that, that was a that was a nice thing to say. Yeah, I was thinking that same thing that he maybe has gotten more of a either confidence in himself or more of a license to license to run off the line because I mean he he was quick off his line a couple of times last night, kept yeah. the ball high up in the box. Um, taking the ball off Vela's foot, uh, the one that you're talking about where he got kneed in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he he had a very brave, very strong game, uh, just just fantastic. And he earned himself a team of the week spot, which is interesting because three goals, yeah, for yeah, a goalie. But, but that's I I still think it's yeah. I think it was a great choice by MLS to put him on team of the week yeah. despite three goals. Um, Oof, low. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about some individual. Performances real quick. So we we talked. We mentioned a lot of guys. Uh, El Brujo. I think we talked about his performance being awesome. Um, let's talk about the strikers real quick. Um, I mean, Santos got the goal, and I was kind of thinking about Casper's performance, and I wasn't sure if it was that great. But then I was rewatching this afternoon, and yes, he didn't get a goal. Um, he maybe had a moment or two where he could have taken a shot earlier. But he does so much other stuff that kind of goes unsung, just um, with the press, with winning headers. I think he he won, oh gosh, I lost. Um, I think he ended up having more aerial wins than anyone else on the team last night. Because he does win a lot of, I mean, he wins some corner balls and then he, I know he had at least one corner clearance um, defensively. And then he wins punts and stuff from Blake. But yeah, so he had, According to who scored uh, stats, he had five aerials, one, which was more than anyone else. So despite not having a goal, I think he's still playing well. But I think he does need a goal. Yeah. I, I oh, think, for sure. I yeah. think this. I think this weekend, he'll being at home. I think he'll he'll give himself a goal. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. He was definitely always involved. Um, I think he maybe could have. He could have buried it. There was definitely one chance in the in the second half where he it was one of those plays where he like had it on his right foot, he mm-hmm. cut it back to his left, and I feel like that was like that's just kind of his like sweet spot. He could have buried it in far yeah. post, but yeah. I, I think that one got deflected. Um, but yeah, I I was bummed he didn't get a goal in a game like this where there, a lot of goals are flying. But I, I yeah I agree. I think he he did enough to to influence the game. Um, and Santos, I think he was. I think he was very solid. I think all night he was kind of pushing the defense, taking his one-on-ones. Uh, obviously, he got the goal. So that's that's the big thing to remember from the game for him. Um, happy with those two. Happy with those yeah, two on the night. Definitely. Yeah, because I know we were definitely a little nervous after the Dallas game. And maybe that was a little uh, preemptive being just, it was just one game. But yeah, these guys definitely showed up and, and had a great performance. The other one, let's see. Um, Can I go to the, be- to the back line? 
Oh yeah, I thought you said bathroom. Oh, like, bathroom. yeah, man, go to the bathroom. I'll fuck. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. let's go. Let's go defense. Okay, because I think Mark McKenzie had a quietly a really really great game. I feel like he was always in the right position. He was always calmly putting out fires and stepping in passing lanes and and just killing LAFC's attacks before it became too dangerous. I feel like he had a really impressive game to me from from a defensive standpoint. I agree, and I'll say Glessness, yes, he had the goal, but also defensively, I thought he had a real strong game. Yeah. Um, some goal box clearances. He had one play where it was towards the end of the game. Uh, Vela crossed it in from our left, their right, and he kind of was facing his own goal, had to stretch out his leg, and just got a deflection on it to keep it away from Rossi. And if he didn't make that play, Rossi was a yard from the goal with yeah. nothing in front of him. And, and that could have been easy an own goal. The, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous play to make, and he controlled he it perfectly. Well. Uh, and then Real, man. He was steady. Like, I mean, I know it was a big task going against Vela, and Vela definitely got his, his looks, but, but, but he, he showed up. He didn't get too many looks from the run of play. He right. had his goal from a free kick, but if you think about how many shots he actually got, it. I mean, he... I don't know. I guess I'd have to look deeper, but... Maybe he had like three shots, but I wouldn't say he had any of his usual Vela left-footed curlers. Sure. He had to yeah. get more creative to try to beat beat our line. Yeah, and you know, like Matt Rowe was like, that was, he was thinking about that the entire week. He was getting prepped. He uh-huh. was ready. And, and, he, and it showed, like he was, whenever it was in those situations, one-on-one, he was locked in. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever the ball was play, being played to Vela, he was right on him. It was it was pretty impressive from a young guy who playing against the best player in the league. And one of my favorite plays was towards the end of the game where Vela tries to bring it in on his left and Matt just kind of stands him up and they're yeah. just like face to face, almost hugging in a way. Right. And he was right just there. like, I'm not giving you any space. And yeah. it was just, it was, a, it was a pretty play. Yeah, and I feel like even saw like at the very end of the game, maybe last minute, I, I saw Vela like, I think he gave, gave Real some props. He was like, nice. I think I think I saw a little nice little interaction between the end, at the end of the game. I think it was pretty cool. I like, I'd like to think that you saw that. That's cool. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Okay, saw, cool. Yeah. Nice, I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, and let's just finish off the defense real quick since we're talking about Gattis. I think he was he was okay all night. Solid. Uh, nothing. Nothing killer he didn't, kill, <laughs> like he didn't do it many big mistakes yeah. um getting up the field it still had some moments where we wish he was better going up the field but oh, yep he was, definitely he was fine. There, there was a funny moment when he faked himself out do you remember that that was like uh like they passed the ball to him and he was like stopped and then just couldn't get going again yeah yeah, yeah. and then like blessing just took the ball from him and started running yeah. the other way. And, and that was and the announcers just, were like what did he just fake himself out and we're all, all union fans was like that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, he faked himself out. Uh, yeah, he had some plays though. He's getting up there. Um, yeah, he definitely didn't have a terrible game, but no. you know, he had some some uh, Gattis moments. I was I was almost expecting him to score in this goal just oh this game just because, and I was going to message Paul Katrina and be like, this is this is the game where he's going <laughs> to score and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's let's get into oh, gosh, we got how are we doing on time? I don't know. It's fine. Okay, cool. Let's, going. Let's just keep going. Um, subs, Fontana, Elsino both came on. They had a couple moments, but nothing too game-changing. Elsino got to do a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Elliot came in for like a minute to... Yeah, Elliot came in, yeah. Kind of like a... Kill it. Time waster, yeah. Um, Elsino kind of, kind of got stuck on D... So he was the one who got beat on that last play in the very end. He was the guy uh, mm-hmm. marking uh, Rodriguez. Um 
where Blake made that last second or last minute save. Right. right. I don't like needing to rely on Ilsenio back there because yeah. that's not what it is. So at that point, we're trying to kill the game. I, I, I don't know what the better option is, but I don't know why he was the guy out there. And um, yeah. yeah, Gaddis was tucked more inside in more of a crowd. It was weird. I feel like Ilsenio was playing like as a second striker. He wasn't playing a winger. I feel like the the position, the, the formation didn't change as much yeah, when he came right. in. But mm-hmm. so that was interesting. And, and I didn't feel like that would make it weird that he was actually that far back playing yeah. defense, but you know. Yeah, he had a couple defensive times where I was like, oh, that's all senior. Yeah. Um, Fontana came in again, he didn't, not a game changer, but he, he had a couple moments of solidarity. He had uh, some nice touches. A couple of runs. Did you see the one where it was up the right line and then he tried to like- he Just like flicked it? Flick it with his back heel, but the yeah. defender read it. it. I mean, that would have been really sick. Cause yeah. he, had a, he had a beat on the defender and he was right. gonna, he was gonna beat him. Um. So let's do, Union best, union worst, and Aldi player index, because... Okay, uh, we'll no, let's talk. do that first, because I think it's hilarious. Okay, all right. So, okay, I have it up. Tell me who you think had the highest Audi player index score number thing. I would say Aronson. Aronson had not the highest. Not the highest, okay. No. Um, is it someone who scored? It is someone who scored. So is it Glessness? It's Glessness. Nice. He had 1,157 points. 1,157 yeah. points. I think that's the highest I've seen. That's. I, I think he gets a free Aldi for that. It's close. He's yeah. in the 1,100 club. <laughs> if you don't know what the Aldi player index is, join neither, the club. <laughs> neither do we. Yes, yeah, so that's that's a pretty high number, I think. Who, um, who was... Well, go ahead. You, you asked me questions. You wanted to do this. Uh... <laughs> That's kind of the one I wanted it next because that's oh. just a huge number. But um, who was the lowest? So on their like main little tile thingy, the lowest is actually uh, no, no. Put in list view. I'm, it's not loading. <laughs> <laughs> but the lowest on the thing for the union is actually El Brujo. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder he, why that would be. He had eighty-five. I think maybe the yellow card probably doesn't okay. help, but. And maybe giving up the foul for the goal. I don't know. I'm sure that factors into it a lot. But yes. he, had a, he had a pretty low score for how well we thought he played. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he had a lot of touches. He scored well on who scored. Um, high passing accuracy. I'm surprised he did low on Aldi player index. Okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe they just need to recalibrate their index. and Yeah, yeah. Not make it up, but you know, well, you know, that's just it's it's numbers we have to go by. All right, so you'll 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 use numbers. I'll use some numbers. Let's let's hear union best, union worst. Okay. Let's let's go worst, then we'll go best. Worst. Okay, so mine is gonna be Ray. Ray. Okay. Yeah. Um, it it was actually it was hard to pick a worst for the team. Mm-hmm. I think Ray, Ray wasn't yeah. terrible, but I think he was. He just showed those deficiencies mm-hmm. that you just or kind of expect to see, but it didn't didn't help with the game. That was such a high quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, he was he was on my list. My worst is gonna be Montero. Kind of the same thing that I said last week, so I won't say too much, but just higher expectations for our DP. He he did some solid link up play. He got us he got himself out of some moments, but I still think he's just being a little too casual. I think he's got another level that he should get to, and that we're paying him to get to. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there were just some moments where he missed missed the easy play, and it slowed down the team. I think he's just trying to dribble a little too much, uh, being a little too casual, thinking it's a little too easy when he needs to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right, the fun one. 
Who is your best player of the night? Do you want to go first? I do want to go first. Right. Mine is going to be one of the goal scorers, Brendan Aronson. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. I, th I think he had the best game that I've seen him play in a Union uniform. I think he was strong on the press. I think he he had just some brilliant footwork getting out of tight spots. There was a, there was a time late in the game, the ball was kind of bouncing uh, just outside of our box. And I thought he was just going to boot it up the right side. And he did a little flick move over the LAFC player to go up the left side and played it out safely. It was just at the end of the game, he still had smooth touch. So nice. Aronson got the goal, got the AJ Union Best Award. Uh, Brendan, reach out to us. I'll get you your award when you decide to listen to this podcast. You might be a little behind. You haven't heard from you since. Yeah, he'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah. A little time off with the Olympic oh, yeah, training, yeah. whatever. But um, so my union best, it's got to be Glesnes. Yeah. Uh, it's not, ju not just the goal. Like, I think, I mean, the goal is obviously a highlight we'll remember forever, but it's also like, it's his second game on this team in MLS and he's already like, he's killing it. He's like a steady, like, he he's... He's someone who I'd be like, maybe I get his jersey. Yeah, he's he's really really impressive, and and again, like defensively, he was making good tackles. He was really smart. He was hitting some nice passes, nice long passes that mm -hmm. were kind of, uh, or, or maybe we don't have as much uh, of that ability on the field with like without Harris. That like he's kind of like stepping into that role, hitting those those long balls that that Ellie kind of sometimes hit too, but he wasn't playing, so it was kind of on glassness. And uh, yeah, I don't know. He's just that's a, a high quality player that. I think we're still maybe he's, we, we still haven't seen his full potential because he's still growing into this team. But that's, maybe he can score a goal from further out. Maybe the own side. You, you never know. You never know. You don't know. But yeah, he's impressive. So I would give him my best. Yeah, awesome. Union best, union worst from AJ and Luke. Uh, we're going to take a break. After the break, we're going to talk about some concerns we have about the union. Uh, we'll talk about some quotes and Olympics. And then we got the home opener to talk about. Yeah, and. Uh, some disappointing news for me and Luke about that. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, come back after this. Hey, guys, Doopy Brothers back here, presented by the Brotherly League game, AJ and Luke. Yep. <laughs> all right, so I got. Uh, we talked about all the good, all the great, all the fun from last night's game or this morning's game, however you want to look at it. I, I have some concerns, Luke. Oh, boy. Let's hear it. All right. First concern, and this is something that... Uh, the team leadership talked about going into the season is goals that we're giving up. Two games in, we've given up five goals. Yeah, that's not good. Give me your uh, concern level on one to ten. One to ten? Um, Concerned being ten. Concerned being ten. Maybe like a 6.5. Okay. I'm not super concerned, but like it's definitely there. Okay. Because I do like our, our defense. I like the players. Um, I think Martinez could potentially help us, you know, with the the defensive you know responsibilities so mm -hmm. i don't know i think i think it could grow to be a a, a better part of our team yeah that's fair and i think i think also part of the lack of well not lack of concern but not too concerned is we played two west coast teams away and so playoff teams like yeah, high quality teams they're not they're not games that we're necessarily expected to win yeah um, i think last night's game was an anomaly. It yeah. was a crazy game with crazy goals. So a little inflated there. Like Blake mm -hmm. was still the goalkeeper of the year of the week with three goals being conceded. Yeah. So I don't know. So with going to Blake, we we still gave up three goals last night, despite Blake being very good. Yeah. I mean, they had a couple of times where I mean, two goals were also called back for offside. 
Can yeah. I, can I push your concern on higher? I mean, yeah, sure, but it's also like that's also that front three is the most talented front three probably in the league, and Carlos Vela is the best player in the league. So it's I don't know. I think that's also a big factor in in that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Next concern: fruitless corners. Fruitless. Yeah, we're 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 getting no fruit from the corners. <laughs> we have we still so our, our play is earning us a lot of corners. Yeah, but I feel like the last corner we've scored on was that Fabian laser. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. like barely even a corner because you just pass it around right. the box. Um, but yeah, we've we haven't scored in corners in a long time, and it's been a problem. One to ten, where's your level of concern? Maybe that one's like. Uh, 7.58 it's it's, it's 7. a little higher 8. because like i feel like we feel oh, like, do you mean 7.528 or 7.58 yeah, it's my range oh, okay so you're giving me a range okay yeah. the people just need to know uh um yeah because like i feel like we we kind of like are in a lot of corners we, we we're taking a lot of corners mm-hmm. but yeah just like nothing's happening so it's it almost feels wasteful right right yeah um, it's almost you, like let's just keep playing it short and keep possession in the corner and work it around yeah yeah do you have, do you have a a number? I was going to go 7 and 58 hundredths. So I was, that's why I was concerned when you Great. said 7.58 because that was the number I picked. Um, Look at us. Next concern, Montero. Um, yeah. are, you, are you concerned with Montero? Just from what you've seen and or not seen? No, and I, I don't disagree with you that he was possibly, like, you put him as a union worst and you had valid points. Um, I think... Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he maybe he's just having a slow start to the season. Like like we mentioned, he like came to the team late with his deal being a long process, so maybe he's just kind of reacclimating, mm-hmm. getting his legs going. Um, I don't know. He's such a high quality player that I feel like I, there's not a whole lot to be current, concerned about. Right. Like he's not. I wouldn't say he's like would be even a bust too because we know he's performed so high for this mm-hmm. team. So it's just like a matter of time, really. Yeah, I, I would agree. I yeah, I put him as my worst, but it's not because he looks bad. I just am looking for excellent, and I still, I mean, he still is providing a lot of link-up play. He is getting the ball and then playing it forward, and that's that's his position right now. Um, and he will hopefully find some more. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe this weekend he'll he'll get to play a different position. We'll get to that in a little bit. So those are just a couple concerns I wanted to bring up. Um, but but overall, I, th- I think we're we're in a much better place than we were at this time last week. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. So let's go on to some maybe, um, I don't know, some headline news or some MLS highlights. I don't know. Well, are you, you talking about well, locker rooms? Yeah, let's talk All about right. that. Well, coronavirus. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Uh-huh. Um, so major sports leagues all kind of came out just just a little bit ago. This is breaking news um, that they're not going to have media going into the locker rooms. Luke, how's that going to affect our podcast? Oh, uh, it's not. Okay. <laughs> But one thing I thought was cool was that it was MLB, NBA, NHL, and your MLS. So we're one of the guys. We're just one <laughs> of the guys. NFL was not included. Yeah. One. So neither was NCAA football. So something there. We're, we're leapfrogging football. I think it's, we're bigger than football. It's decided. Yeah. Um. Nothing to do with time of year or anything. Not at all. Nope. So. Yeah, so I guess MLS is bigger than NFL now. Um, that's that's our only takeaway from and that. And all NFL media are going to get coronavirus because they're all in the locker rooms. Yeah. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's let's go to um, Bob Bradley. 
Did he have a quote in the locker room? <laughs> or is it outside the locker room? <laughs> I think it may have been outside the locker room. Okay, so he gave a quote. Yeah. Uh, so he says, he was talking about the game and, he, you know, post-game reactions. So he says, and this is uh, his quote. You talk like him. I don't know how to. I can't do accents. This is Red Bull team. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> nice. Spot on. Uh, he said, this is a Red Bull team. Ernst Tanner is a Red Bull person. Uh, Red Bull teams only play one way. Uh, they play play the ball forward. They don't try to play from the back. So their ability to press can only be counter presses. And I don't know if he was, supposed to in- he was trying to insult the team that were one-dimensional or he was trying to give excuses to why they didn't beat uh, the Union. But I don't know. Do you think how what you what did you, what was your takeaway from that quote? I almost I, and and not that. Hmm, hmm. So I, I see it as a almost a compliment. I I think playing like a Red Bull team isn't a bad thing. I yeah. Okay, don't take me as a Red Bull fan, but no, no, uh, no, just just I'm turning your mic off. The idea that he's saying is that uh, we're a team that's going to keep coming, keep coming, and then offensively we're just going to go. And, and that's exactly what this game was. It was a team that's going to press. We're going to make you turn the ball over. And then as soon as we get that ball, you better be able to run backwards faster than we can run forwards because yep. we're coming right at you. And that's that's where our goals came from. Um, yeah, all three goals came from us defensively strangling them, getting the ball, and then playing it quickly. And then Glezis takes and a 40-yard rip. And then we take a 40-yard. And yard. that's how we score. And that's how we score all of our goals. <laughs> um so I, I took it as a almost a compliment. Some people are doing like he's being a baby and making excuses. What yeah. were your thoughts? I don't know. He, he basically what he was saying is that like we we have a very difficult style to play against, and mm-hmm. even the best team in the league struggled against. So I think the compliment is there. It's also it's a, it's a, just a truthful statement. Ernst mm-hmm. Tanner came from Red Bull Salzburg. He's a Red Bull guy. Mm-hmm. So like obviously he's gonna have that influence and in, when he bring and in, in, in what he brings to this team. I mean he said we he wants. Like one of his one of his like early his quotes that I remember is saying he wants us to be a difficult team to play against, and that's what this quote is saying. And that's what we kind of have we we showed. Um, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what exactly Bradley was trying to say. Maybe he's just trying to deflect um, blame. But I don't know. I don't. I don't take too take it too harshly. Yeah. Now, stepping back from just that quote. Sure. I think it's funny that everybody everybody hates Red Bulls. And we all we all agree that and there's yeah. no one listening to this podcast that doesn't hate Red Bulls, um, but it's beyond just the soccer field to the point where if anyone posts a picture of themselves with Red Bull and energy drink, they get like slammed on Twitter. And yeah. it, it's so funny how much like this is just like a drink like like people don't do that with bimbo bread. I mean I don't I don't know, but I assume that like an NYCFC fan could eat artisanal bread and post a picture of it on Twitter and the like, fans would be like is okay. it good okay <laughs> weirdo posting pictures of bread um but it's been like multiple times I've seen on Twitter where someone has a Red Bull and it's, it's just funny seeing how much like we're just all like no yeah that, that brand doesn't exist for us anymore you, you we know it's that, yeah. like the most popular energy drink in the world but yeah not yeah that doesn't exist that's yeah. not something we can do anymore yeah it was it was Matt Freeze that did it and then like I think it was like yesterday the Philadelphia Union, Union UK guy yeah. uh, to- posted that because he was getting geared up for the game last night. Yeah. Obviously, like I think for him it was like the game was at, like started like two oh thirty or something. Yeah, so props, like props to him for Jesus. Uh, drink as much energy drink as you want, but maybe not that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just funny that uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it, it doesn't have to do with soccer, but it's just a funny thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Okay, let's move on to uh, 
uh, kind of what we thought, what, what I thought was going to be like the only like positive takeaway from this game was the fact that we have three union players uh, on the U.S. Olympic roster. Yes, we do. That's pretty cool. My my best from the night, Aronson. Yeah. Matt Fries, who, Matt Fries. who played with uh, you two yeah, on I think Saturday he, night. Yeah. Did uh, you watch? Zero, no, I didn't watch. Okay, I, I did get to watch. I watched some of that. Sorry, and McKenzie's the other one. Yep. But sidebar on uh, you two. Um, it was it was fun watching the game. It was on ESPN Plus, so it was very watchable. Um, I, I I gotta get up to a game this year. Uh, but it's just so nice to be able to watch. You've talked about this before, watching a game without feeling that pressure yeah. of the union and but still feeling that connection. Yeah, feeling that connection, and it's like looking into the future and be like, okay, that guy that guy could make it. And you see like Cole Turner, Jack DeVries, uh Benefamu, mm-hmm. um obviously Freeze, Freeze, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the striker Shinto. Yeah, and then Borgelin. Borgelin. Yeah. Uh, Harriel. It's just like all these guys here, like watching without pressure, but being like, okay, they're going to be the, the, a year or two years. Uh-huh. This is part of our team. And it is cool being able to watch that. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so I'm going to try to make more of an effort this year to take like little Keegan up there. I think that'd be a relaxing game to go to. And if he wants yeah. to run around, the crowd's not too big where I'll lose him. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah that's a good plan. That'd be fun. But yeah, so uh, Freeze put up the shutout 0-0 game. Nice. So yeah, so those guys are making the Olympic roster. Um, Which is pretty good. exciting. We're one of like, I think three MLS teams that have three guys representing uh, their team for the US roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which but- not all teams like release their guys. Yeah, Which uh, is, like Colorado, Sam Vines. I don't think he got released. There's yeah. probably others, but that's the one that came to mind. Yeah, I feel like I saw DC didn't release, but maybe they didn't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that, that's exciting for those guys. But now we've got a game coming up on Saturday, our yeah. home opener. And if we don't have Aaronson, we don't have McKenzie, what's our lineup look like? Let's talk about let's talk about what we're looking at for the home opener. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I think the uh, obvious choice is Ellie comes in for McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought Ellie was going to be a starter to start the year, so that's not not a, a worrisome change. Do you do you have any thought that since he plays on the same side as Glassness, they're both usually right side players, that Colin would get the start on the left? Um. I don't know. I feel I, I feel like Kern has been a little more loose with the the center backs. Yeah, I would hope not. Yeah, that'd I, be such a kind of stink to Elliot. Right, and the fact that Elliot was like obviously not getting a lot of time, but got subbed into both the games. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's like it shows that like Kern still trusts yeah. him. He still is like yeah. is during he's in a good position with 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 Curtin, So like I think he'll just slide in and that'll be fine. They'll they'll pick which sides work for them, and I think they can uh, they can figure that out. Yeah, so that's the easy one. Yeah. Aronson's out. Right. So now what do you do? I don't know. You what do you think should be the best uh replacement? So ah uh, I think I don't know. It's um, tough. You could say there's a couple things you could do. You could move Montero up to the ten, maybe put Fontana in at the eight. You could put El Sino at the ten, leave Montero at the eight. You could you could do something different. Go four two three one to be different. Uh huh. I don't know. Go El Sino. Who's on the other wing? I don't know. Santos. Mon- okay, and then Vuitton is like the other striker up top. Oh wait, no, 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 four, no, just oh, one. So right, right, Casper. Right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, and do like I don't know. Jose don't give an F. Martinez, but and uh, Bedoya, El Sino, Montero, 
Santos, uh-huh. Casper up top. I mean, it's not that much different. Yeah, I, I still don't love the idea of those seniors starting. Um, yeah. I know Curran mentioned that like he's a, a viable number 10 option for for the situation when Aronson isn't available, mm-hmm. but I, I don't really want to see that. I think I'd rather see Montero get pushed to the 10 and then we put Fontana at the, the shuttler role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... That, that's what I would prefer to. Yeah. yeah. I think Union fans would be more excited to see Fontana start than Elsino start mm-hmm. as much as everyone loves Elsino. It just doesn't work as a starter. Yeah. Um, any other options? Yeah, I don't I don't really see much options from this team right now unless... Because, like, if, if Orovitz was ready, maybe you could see Orovitz and Martinez starting. Or maybe... I don't know. Maybe we see Creval and then Martinez starting and then put, like, Bedoya and... Montero to finish out that diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is yeah. is possible too. Um, but yeah, I think we would all prefer to see a homegrown yeah. guy who we've wanted, and the guy that uh, we're excited to see, all, like Martinez rather than Creval coming back in. Yeah, right, right. Because I think um, after the performance, El Brujo is who everyone wants to see starting at the number six mm-hmm. position rather than Creval, who had still had a decent game in Dallas, but we're just ready to see something new and something something new, something that works. Maybe so can fantastic. push push the game a little further. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. It's our home opener. Yeah. San Jose coming coming to uh, the Subi, the Sub, Subaru Park. We'll see. We'll Suburb. see what we call it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so there we go. We talked about the lineup. Uh, weather looks like it's going to be pretty decent. It's better than last home openers. Yeah. It's been pretty rough with home openers. It's fortunate that it's a couple weeks in that the weather isn't as it's a little cold. Better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess I guess we gotta say, yeah. Sadly, neither of the Doopy brothers look like they're gonna be able to make it. Um, so, so, so yeah, you tell your side of the story. I'll okay. tell my side of the story. Yeah. So mine's a little, uh, a little different. Um, so my girlfriend and I have been planning a trip to go to Paris and London this upcoming week, which is becoming a more risky trip with the current news and situations in the world. Might be Doopy brother soon <laughs> yeah so at, at the moment we're we're planning to go um we were planning to go to a psg game that sunday um it looks like that might not happen uh, yeah, because sucks, of man. uh what's happening with with league one uh they have to you know they're doing the right precautions to to make ever keep everyone safe so I won't unfortunately so luke, be able to go to a game luke won't be there yeah so yeah that's what i'm saying like as so Current my, stands, as long as yeah. nothing else happens, I am going to be in, in France for the, to the home opener. Yeah, but there's a chance you could be changing your plans. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's possible. We've thought about it. It's yeah. crazy. It's, it's crazy. Man. Really it's disappointing, crazy. but, um, you know, the silver lining is that I could potentially be going to the game if that's true. that uh, happens. But So my reason for not being at the game, I'm going to be traveling up there. I'm going to be traveling north, staying at our parents, but uh, I'm... If you're married, if you're a married man, you know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices for your wife. And for her birthday, I got some tickets to see a comedian in Wilmington. So we're going to be very close (laughs) on Saturday night. Um, So it's for her birthday. So I've got to be doing that. My my decision is, do I just record the game and watch the replay the next day or whatever? But so I am making that sacrifice and i'm excited to do it my wife just gave me a second child so i can't can't not be excited about doing something for her 
So oh, yeah. unfortunately, both the Doopy brothers will miss the home opener, but if you're going, go out to the Santa Ben tailgate, go out there, support the union, make it a loud stadium experience. I, I was noticing some other teams around the, the league on their home openers had a lot of empty seats. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of shocked, but also kind of thinking like, I just hope that's not what our stadium looks like yeah. on Saturday. But then I can't really say much because neither of us are gonna be there. So, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope it gets it sold out. I, I think after last year's uh, record attendance or attendance record, um, I think we should be they should be fine. Especially mm -hmm. after this game, everyone should be excited and, and uh, enthusiastic about going. The weather hopefully isn't gonna be too terrible. So, yeah, hopefully it's a it's a great a great environment like we've seen last year. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna do predictions, yeah. and then we're gonna I'll tell you something about next week's podcast. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so predictions for this week. Um, we last week our celebrity guest Morgan, she predicted the Union would lose three one. Eh, got it wrong. Luke, you predicted we would lose zero one. Eh, got it wrong. I predicted uh, two one win. Eh, got it wrong. So we all got it wrong. We're all sitting at zero points. Cool. This is a fun game. <laughs> and so this week we reached out to our friend Rich Laurie for a prediction. His prediction is that the Union would win three to one. Goals by Santos, Casper, and Jamiro. And then he's thinking, well, it might actually be 4-1. So he's looking at a 3 or 4-1 to one victory for, uh, that's our celebrity guest prediction. Nice, nice. Luke, what's yours? Okay, so I'm going to say we're going to have a comfortable win, 2-0. Um, Santa today hasn't looked look too good to start. They just got beat 5-2 to two by Minnesota. So I think we're going to get some goals easy and be able to shut down their offense. So I'm going to say a comfortable 2-0 win. Um, I'll say Casper and Bedoya will score. Casper and Bedoya. All right, and I'm going to go 3-0. I'm going to go with the brace. You know, I always like to have a brace. You love the brace somebody. prediction. I think Casper will get the brace. And the third one will be... Um, Elliot. Oh boy! Another yeah. center back goal. Is this yep. from forty yards or maybe a little closer? Um, I think I think it'll be something on a corner. Not a well, no, 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 no. That's no. breaking news. Well, because that's when it gets up. Maybe it'll just be a free kick. Okay, but you know me, I'm always always thinking positive. I think we might get a corner kick goal. That'd be something. Yeah, that'd be something for the podcast. Nice. All right, so there's our predictions. So Luke told you guys he's going to be in. France next week. Yeah, uh, he did not invite me to go with him, uh, nor would I go with him because I'm not trying to get that coronavirus. So I'm going to be down here in Virginia on my own, which means you're going to get a solo podcast just by me. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be great. There is a 60% chance you're not going to get it because I'm not going to know how to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I've, so I've done some test runs. I think I know how to record myself. I think I know how to edit. Um, I've got the intro music on my phone, kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, uh, I'm the one that puts together our podcast for as little experience as I even have. AJ <laughs> has even less. My computer freezes constantly. Um, so it's going to be awesome. I'll do the regular <laughs> game stuff. Uh, I've got some different little items that I'll run through, but I'll also do an Ask Me Anything. So get your questions ready. And I want it to be like anything like anything. It doesn't have to be union related, but I'm just looking to have fun. And uh, 
It's gonna be so funny. Yeah, there's there's like a good chance that I'll forget to plug in the microphone or it's just sit in the basement for hours like yelling into nothingness. So I'm looking what, I'm more looking forward to the result of that podcast than the result of the union game. Yeah, I and I might even not know how to play in commercials, so I'll just make up my own commercials and uh, give you my own highlights and stuff. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. It's one of the most excited podcasts I've uh, I'm I'm excited for is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll turn out okay and I won't need you anymore. <laughs> but that's not likely. So that's it from tonight. This was fun. Uh, I think I'm going to be able to get in bed at a reasonable time tonight. That was my number one goal for this podcast. Yeah. And um, yeah, gosh, what a, what a, what a, what a fun game that was. Yeah. Any, any last things you want to say before you, um, Leave the podcast, leave the country. Vote for Jacob Lesnitz for goal of the week. Yes. It'd be so sad if stupid Atlanta fans stuffed the ballot, but uh, he deserves it. Do they have a nominee? I think so. Maybe. I don't even know. But Let's... they would find a way. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Martinez. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vote for Lesnitz. He's, we all know he deserves it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Um, shout out to our listeners I know a buddy of mine Alan he's been not a soccer fan but he's been listening to the podcast so thanks buddy nice uh, yeah so thanks for listening and I will talk to you next week no oh boy <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we didn't have too much fun on that one Union goal.